welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 255, an awesome New Hampshire turkey hunt. And I am your host and the guy who had a pretty interesting Saturday work day at the hunting camp. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. But right now we are 184 days, 11 hours, 38 minutes, and 53 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Yes, indeed. We are just over six months away. It's going to be here soon. I'm telling you, don't blink. Because next thing you know, well, it'll rain because... It's been a long time since that's happened. (laughs) The holidays will be here. The end of the year will roll around. Football season will end. NWTF convention will begin. Then we'll be just a month or so away from the start of turkey season. I am getting old in a hurry. And the only consolation to that statement is that it means that turkey season will be here soon. So I told you guys I had a pretty interesting work day at the hunting camp this weekend. And really, I had an interesting day on the tractor disking a field, one field on my property in Chilton County, just south of Birmingham. This one field that I disked is on the edge of the lake that's in the middle of this property. And while walking around in the field after I bush hogged it, I noticed that there were these eggshells laying in the field. In a couple of different places. And my buddy Todd and I were walking around in the field. Actually, I was spraying it that day and Todd was with me and he was kind of walking around and he picked up a couple of them. He's like, what is this? It looks like an eggshell of some sort. I said, yeah, I saw those a couple of weeks ago when I bush hogged and they do look like eggshells. I'm wondering if maybe it's snake eggs or if those are turtle eggshells. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks. And so Saturday I was disking the field. I got through disking the field and dragging the field, and there were a couple of spots that I just could not get dragged out real well to smooth it out for the clover that I'm going to plant in that field. And so I was literally dragging it by hand. So I had my drag, and I am pulling it like a mule (laughs) around the field in just some small spots just to kind of level it out. I happen to look down, and I see this little clump of dirt crawling towards the water. I realized after looking at that clump of dirt that it was a baby turtle. 
I picked it up and I'm looking at it and then I just happened to, out of the corner of my eye, see some more movement on the ground. And so I look down and there's another one. So I pick it up. So I've got these two baby turtles that are probably an inch and a half in diameter, little bitty old things. And they look to me to be baby snapping turtles. So I'm assuming that the eggshells that we found in that field a couple of weeks earlier were turtle eggs and some of them had hatched earlier than others or some of them had been dug up by hogs or coons or possums and eaten. I don't know. But these two little turtles were making a break for the water and so I picked them up and they were covered in mud. Well, they were covered in dirt really because it's been so dry. So I washed them off with water just so I could see them a little bit better and look at them and took a couple of pictures of them, put them back down in the field, left them alone. I walk over to the tractor and I'm about to get on the tractor and I look up and at the opposite end of the field, I see a deer. Well, it's not a very big deer and the deer starts walking out into the field, walking towards the tractor and walking and walking, and walking, and walking, and eventually the deer steps off of the newly disked part of the field into the edge of the field and is eating grass about 20 yards from me and the tractor. So I walk over, climb up in the seat of the tractor, and when I do, I get the deer's attention, and the deer's looking at me. I sit down in the seat of the tractor, and the deer goes back to feeding, and I sat there, of course, and took some video of it, took some pictures of it, and it just got to that point to where I needed to finish up what I was working on and get out of there because it was going to get dark on me before terribly long. So I put the tractor in gear and I start rolling down the edge of the field towards the fawn. And of course it freaks out and runs down to the other end of the field and stops and is looking back at me trying to figure out what to do, trying to really figure out if I'm much of a threat. But I don't know where mama was. So this fawn is absolutely thoroughly covered in spots and is not very big at all and you got to think that mama's around there somewhere and that she had let the little one wander off a little bit maybe she was standing down in the woods at the end of the field watching the whole time i don't know but that was pretty cool getting to deal with some baby turtles getting to deal with a baby deer and getting a little farming done i am ready for seed on that one field. I have two more fields to disc up, but really I need some rain. And I know a lot of you guys listening to the show need some rain as well. That hard ground I was trying to disc into messed my disc up twice Saturday. So the second time it messed it up, I was already finished. And I just have to go down there and repair it before I go back to trying to disc the other two fields. But I really need some rain to soften the ground up a little bit. Otherwise, as rocky as the dirt is there, I have a feeling I'm just going to be continuing to fix broken parts on the disc if we don't get some rain. So I'm going to plant the one field, rain or no rain. I think what I've decided to do is that since it sits on the edge of a lake, is I'm going to take my pump down there and pump some water out of the lake to water my seed into the ground after I get it seeded, which will probably happen this coming weekend. So enough of that. Hey, I've got a great episode for you guys today, but it's a long one. And so what you're going to hear is the audio from my hunt 
immediately after the hunt I aired for you guys last week, which was my buddy Chip's turkey that he harvested. And where I left you guys last week, if you were able to listen to the entire episode, is that Chip and me and the guy that was with us that knows the land walked out of the field up the first terrace towards the big field that was on the plateau up above us, realized that the turkey was on the second terrace, but we had to take a chance and get up there because we didn't feel like we were going to be able to call that turkey down to us. We really felt like there were too many hens in the woods to even stand a chance of calling that turkey down the hill towards us. So we knew we had to take a chance to get up to the second terrace, and we knew that there was a good chance that we would get busted trying to do so because these woods that we were in are beautiful, beautiful, wide open, humongous hardwoods. They are beautiful to look at, but they are a pain in the rear to try to get around in without spooking a turkey. But I did know that we would be able to use the terrain to our advantage a little bit because of these terraces and because of the curvature of the hill that we were walking on. So we got up to the second terrace without busting the Tom, who was still gobbling, and the guy that we were with decided to lay back a little bit while Chip and I moved a little bit closer to the Tom, and Chip found a good spot to sit. I walked up a little bit past Chip, maybe 50 yards, found a big, humongous tree to sit against, parked right there, hit record on the recorder, and a turkey hunt happened. So I'm going to let the majority of the audio from this hunt play out because it has all of the things in it that we turkey hunters love. There's lots of hen talk, there's lots of gobbler talk, and it was a really good hunt. So let's jump into it. You're going to hear me interrupt just a few times throughout the audio, and there's a lot of audio. So I'm going to shut up now, and we're going to get into it. I'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah. 
looks like he's got a full fan. Okay, so that's something that's new to me. It may be more common for you guys in the Northeast or for you guys who hunt areas where turkeys are not pressured as much. But remember, the turkeys that I hunt in Alabama are highly pressured. And because of that, they're not very vocal at all. But now having killed turkeys in 34 states, I've been around the block a little bit. And I still never heard a mature tom gobbler yelp in the spring. The vocalizations I've heard toms make in the spring are gobbles, drumming, and clucks. I have never heard a mature tom yelp in the spring. So that was new to me. Like I said, could be very common for a lot of you guys. But it's a first time for me, and I thought that was pretty cool.
Now let's fast forward 2 minutes and 10 seconds. That hand that was closest to me is now walking pretty quickly up the hill towards a cobbler wherever he went. So that last little call you heard there, I think was more or less the guy that was showing us the property or Chip. I'm not sure which, but I think it was the guy that was showing us the property, just checking to see if that Tom was still in the neighborhood. And then it got quiet for a little while. So I'm going to fast forward six minutes and 50 seconds.
moved 50 yards closer. So when Chip and the guy that we were with got quiet, the tom eased off with his hands. He just would not come any closer to us. So I got up and like I said, I moved about 50 yards closer to where that tom was, which if he comes back to the calling and comes to the same location that he was when he was strutting back and forth, he'll now be in gun range. So let's listen in. Now let's fast forward another six minutes and 50 seconds, oddly enough.
few minutes left, a few minutes of available space left on that recorder. So I don't know if we're going to be able to get out on it or not. Well, was that foreshadowing or what? I kind of told a story, but I kind of didn't. The story I kind of told to you is that I think I only have a few more minutes of available space on the recorder. It was more like a few more seconds of available space on the recorder. And then I didn't tell you a story when I said I don't know if I'm going to be able to get all of the hunt or not. We didn't get all of the hunt. So now I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. That was a pretty poor attempt to imitate the one and only Paul Harvey. For you young guys and gals who don't know who Paul Harvey is, you need to look him up. You've missed a true talent if you've never heard of him. Anyway, so here's what happened. That turkey came back down the hill after I relocated, but he never came within the range that I wanted him to. Now I'm shooting TSS and I could have probably stretched the shot and made it happen, but I didn't feel like I needed to do that. So I didn't do it. So for those of you guys out there who say, well, I'm not going to shoot TSS because I don't have any desire to shoot a turkey out to 70 yards. You need to shoot TSS anyway, because it's the best thing out on the market. And I feel like we owe it to the turkeys. And we definitely owe it to ourselves to shoot the best shotgun shells that we can shoot. So that's neither here nor there. And I don't want to get off on a tangent because this is a long episode. But I didn't take a long shot just because I didn't want to. I didn't feel like I had to. I still had time that morning to try to get it done. And as responsive as this Tom was to calling, even though he had girls all around him. He was surrounded by girls. He was still responsive to our calling. And I felt like all I needed to do was let him slip back off, back over the ridge that he'd come from, and reposition again, call again, and see if I couldn't get him in there. So I ended up leaving Chip and the guy that we were with. The guy that we were with, he wasn't even in the hunt. I mean, he was basically in the next zip code from us at this point because he was probably 200 yards away. And obviously I'm joking when I say he was in the next zip code, but he was way off, way out of the picture of the hunt. So I left Chip and started maneuvering around to reposition on this Tom. Well, we ended up playing a good bit of cat and mouse, a lot of back and forth, up and down the hill, up and down the ridge, in and out of the big field on top of the ridge. And long story short, I didn't make it happen that day, but I still had another day to get it done. And I was looking forward to getting back in that same block of woods, back on that second terrace before daylight the next day and having another hunt for that Tom. And that's exactly what I did. Now, because my digital voice recorder ran out of space, I didn't have it for 
the hunt the next morning. So I used my phone. And after listening to the audio that was recorded on my phone, it's pretty poor. So I'm going to spend the next week trying to get the audio from my next hunt cleaned up and straightened out for you guys so that you can actually hear it. And it doesn't like this. That was me saying, and it doesn't sound like this because that's about how loud it is. I played the audio for today's hunt for you guys because it's middle of September. It is dog days of summer hot outside, at least in the Birmingham area. And we're six months away from turkey season. And I have to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the audio from that hunt over again. In fact, I have now listened to it three times in the past week. And I'll probably listen to it again. Each of the three times I've listened to it, the time has flown by, just like the entire spring turkey season seems to fly by every year. So that's all that I've got for you guys today. But before I cut you loose, I'm going to ask you for a favor, and you know that that's coming. The favor of the week this week is to share the link for this week's episode on your social media platforms that you use. You can do that by going to the share button in your podcast player application and sharing this week's episode to Facebook, to Twitter, to whatever social media platforms you use. You can share it right there in your podcast player application that you listen to the show on. It's super easy. It's super quick. And I am super appreciative for those of you who do that for me. Now I have to say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.